everyone. This is the Free Kick on Sports Grid. I'm Chelsea Cabarcus alongside Martino Puccio and Gio Cozzolino. What's up, guys? How are you? Great. New week. Let's get started. We got some matchups. We had some good football last week. And we're excited. Yeah, I did. I did well on my bet, so I'm excited to do yeah, well this on guy some more. Here. Well, I accidentally put in the same bet twice, and I ended up losing. So that kind of sucked. But I was right on the it majority. It was. It was a long stuff. weekend. I mean, yesterday they started off pretty slow. There was no one scoring in the morning. I right. woke up at 6 a.m. and I'm like, "What is going on?" But then, luckily, something happened towards the end. Right. All right, we're gonna <laughs> kick off PSG versus Montpe Montpellier. PSG is currently sitting in first place, while Montpellier is sitting in fourth. PSG is coming off a huge victory from yesterday versus Lille. They're 2-0, played really well, two goals from Neymar. What are your predictions for this upcoming match? I think it's kind of more of the same for PSG, just simply because they, they just dominate this. This is the first place team versus the fourth place team, and there is a significant gap that they're putting up that Montpellier only has plus 1,700 on the money line. I don't think you can look towards any league right now, maybe the Premier League with Liverpool because they've been so dominant, that the gap is that big in terms of who do they think is going to win, even the scoreline, PSG is favored by two goals. That's a lot of goals, um, especially when you're betting on something like that. Um, and, and we see it happen all the time. We thought Bayern versus Schalke was going to be close, and that one ended Not up being close. a blowout, yeah. and that wasn't even in, in the realm of possibility for Schalke to win that. Um, for this, PSG, they're at home again, too. This is just really difficult for me. The money line isn't worth it unless you're going in a parlay again, like we usually say. Um, but for me, I think over and under is the most enticing thing. I think this game can go over three and a half goals total. That That's plus money, too. Yes, and they, they're on fire. Yeah, definitely. Well, PSG is definitely that team that comes out in a 4-2-2-2, two, 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 which is a really weird... It's, it's just a weird formation, yeah, but it explains why they maintain such well such well possession on the field. They're really good attacking the flanks. They have Mbappe, Icardi, and Neymar. So they're, they're first in the league for a reason, correct? Where Montpellier, they're not so good defending 1v1s, and that's a problem when you're going against players <laughs> like Neymar, Mbappe, and Icardi. Come on, what are you going to do? Yeah, and I think when they're all healthy is the scariest part because they've stood, the past couple seasons they've started maybe not so healthy. One of one of them's missing, two of them is missing. We've seen this year where Neymar and Cavani were missing, then they come back. They don't even need Cavani at this point. Cavani might be leaving. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen in this last yeah. week. We are in the last week of the window. But even in June, uh, if he leaves, as long as they keep Mbappe, Neymar, they're not really losing a beat at all, honestly. And they're scoring goals left and right, right? They, they have the most goals in the league. Every time you look at Ligue 1 with these players, PSG is always going to be that team that has the most goals in the league. Um, and I think they can make a European run for the champ Champions League. We'll see where that goes. But this game... I think you're right. You hit it on the head. I don't think they really have a shot, Montpellier, at least. <laughs> Although, you know what? I might have to argue with you on that one because Montpellier is a very aggressive team and PSG isn't. So if they play smart and they play aggressive, there might be some issues. And then you have, what's his name? Um, Florent Mollet, who's a star player. He just scored two goals versus Dijon. So who knows? They might show up. If they play this team aggressive and go out sending elbows, I didn't say that, but <laughs> <laughs> if they go out throwing elbows, this might be an interesting match to watch. I, I think it's always interesting because I love watching all three of those guys play at the same time, especially when you have Icardi too, who's yeah. finally getting assimilated with the team. He's scoring so many goals now, and that's so dangerous when you have to worry about other guys on the wings. I think the best way that you have to hope to beat these guys is if you kind of 
come forward with a zonal marking because you can't go man-to-man in this. And you mentioned it, Chelsea. You go man-to-man against Neymar, then you have to worry about Mbappe. You need at least two guys to help with both of them. And, And at that point... Mauro Icardi is left alone in the box, and if a ball gets to him, I mean, that basically is a goal. That He's one of the best poachers in the world, if not maybe the best at this point. And and for Montpellier, you're right. You have to hope they don't get an early goal. Because if they get one early, then Montpellier has to come back on the counter and to even this game up. And when the game opens up like that, that's what PSG wants. I mean, the over is three and a half. I mean, this could be one of those games... Where we have four total goals just for PSG alone, you know, yeah. you never know. Oh, yeah. I mean, their their defense is capable of conceding, and you're right. If they're aggressive, yeah, they can definitely get on the score sheet. I just feel like the there's too much uh, difference yeah, in quality. Verratti and foul trouble. In the that midfield guy's too, and you mentioned the formation. They only need a couple midfielders to really possess and and hold shape. And Verratti is one of those big guys that has those characteristics. So, I mean, they have the most goals in the league, the best defense in the league by far. So it's going to be tough. I mean, credit to Montpellier. They've won five straight in, their all, uh, in all comps their last five games. They've scored nine goals, so we could see them scoring as well. That's why we like the, the so over. So predictions for this match? Um, I'm going to go with the over because plus money is just too good to pass up when they score all these goals. Um, I don't think I really like the spread. Yeah. It, it, again, two is just kind of that high of a number. And Montpellier, I respect them. Yeah, um, respect I could them. easily see PSG winning by three, but uh, out of respect, and I think it'll be close. I think I would take maybe Montpellier to cover, but this should be a PSG win. Yeah. I, I don't think First and fourth place, win. it could be close. But I, I like PSG, maybe a win and a parlay <laughs> for over three and a half. I think yeah. that's something you could probably make some money out of. All right, guys, so let's move on to Manchester versus the Wolves. Manchester has had a trivial week. They lost against Burnley. And then I think on Saturday or Sunday, they in the FA Cup, they won 6-0 versus yeah. Trenier. Um, Yeah, but let's talk about I Manchester. <laughs> I Look, I, I think this season speaks volumes to how bad the Premier League is when this team is still somewhat in the hunt for a Champions League spot. Yeah. I, I simply don't understand it. And they lost Marcus Rashford, too. Um, look, they beat the team they were supposed to beat in the FA Cup. I mean, this, there's no excuse. This is one of the biggest clubs in the world. You have to win a game like that. But again, losing to Burnley like that is embarrassing. Um, going into this game against Wolves, I think Wolves are clearly a better team. They've been playing better all season. They played fantastic against Liverpool. Traore is one of the best and brightest spots in the Premier League. That guy's jacked, by the way, out of his mind. I've never seen a player <laughs> yeah. with traps. He's huge. Yeah. Do you see his triceps and biceps? He doesn't fit into his jersey. It's, 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 it's genetic. It's genetic. It's genetic. Whatever he, he, he Well, does. he's a fantastic player. He yeah. gets compliments all the time, and I think he is the player to watch in this game. I think he's going to dominate. He's going to take over. Um, and I see Wolves actually winning this. Yeah, I, I agree with I the Wolves being like the better side going into this match. Even though it's weird, their past, their form, uh, they've only won one out of the last seven in like all competitions. But you know, Premier League wise, they've been keeping games close. They've been getting draws at least. You mentioned the Liverpool game. I watched that game. Very hard fought game. They could have come. They should have come out out of it with a point. To be honest with you, if it wasn't for Firmino's finish at the end there. But Traore is definitely the spotlight here. I mean, this guy's assisting practically every game. He, the crosses he delivers are fantastic as well. So I like what I see there. I could see Wolves winning this game, although it is, you know, at Manchester United. So it's a I home know, game. I, I see them. I definitely see them winning because their desire, a team that's coming off a loss against Liverpool, Liverpool's pretty high on the table. Their desire to break that streak of losing it's pretty high. And yeah. they're going against yeah. a team like Manchester, who right now they're not doing so well. So they're going to take full advantage of that situation. 
which I hope they do. They do have Rashford, who's out, but I do think that they should, for Manchester, I think they should come out in a 4-4-2 because it's more of a defensive shape. So it all comes down to mentality. So that's, I feel like that's the only way to beat the Wolves. And, and that's at least what you could ask for if you're Manchester United. At least put forth the effort of all these players that they have to at least keep this game close and hopefully put out a win, pull out a win towards the end of the game. But for me, Manchester United, I, I don't fully believe in them. They're at Old Trafford. They play a lot better there, so that could work out for them. But for me, I, I like Wolves a lot. Well, rumors around is that Bruno Fernandes might be. We'll see. I did. That would be a great buy, but they have a lot of That those. would be a great buy, but I think they need a striker, right? <laughs> they need a whole lot. All right, guys. Well, next game coming up, Leicester versus Chelsea. We'll be right back. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Welcome back to the Free Kick. I'm Chelsea Kabarkis. We're with our friends from AccuScore. First match we're going to talk about, Milan versus Verona. Milan, who is currently in eighth place with Verona right behind them. Question. Milan will be without their starting midfielder, Benesid, for this match. Will they win? So Milan has finally started to show some promise after quite a horrible start to the season. They have now won three straight in Serie A and uh, also won Spal in uh, Italian Cup. Um, so they're getting there slowly but surely. Uh, the performances have gotten a lot better since Latan joined the club, so it must have been a, quite a confidence booster for the underachieving Milan club. Um, they also reverted back to a 4-4-2 formation, which is very basic um, form, and uh, it has worked fine for them so far. So it's interesting to see how they're going to move forward with this. Um, they're a good team. They're currently eight in Serie A, but they're only eight points behind AS Roma, uh, who are on the fourth spot, which is the last Champions League qualification place, which AS Milan is definitely trying to aim for. Uh, Verona is very much a surprising team this season uh, in positive way. Uh, they were regarded as the relegation candidates by many, um, and they're now only two points behind Milan at ninth spot. Um, however, they are not very good team, so I think they're pretty close to their potential at the moment and it's hard to see them actually getting any higher up in the standings. Uh, but they play very defensively, very uh, strong teamwork team and uh, it will prove problematic to Milan for sure. Um, according to AccuScore simulations, uh, Milan wins with 48.6% probability. Uh, Verona wins with 20.8% probability and the draw gets 30.6. So according to these numbers, the smart money would go to the draw or the road victory for Verona. Uh, Verona has been uh, indeed a bit surprised during this season because they promoted from the Serie B and uh, in Serie B actually they were fifth last season and then through the playoffs uh, got um, 
up to the Serie A for this year. Um, AccuScore has been predicting this matchup in the past um, three times in, during the last five years, but uh, it has been a bit difficult to predict because twice the game has been draw and then AC Milan won um, last time when these teams uh, met in San Siro 4-1. In my opinion, without their starting midfielder Benazid, they are going to be lacking some creativity, which does break the dynamic to scoring. So. I don't know, we might see, but defensively, this team is solid. Which brings me to my question. These are two of the best defensive teams in Serie A. Do you see this game going under the total? Um, total predictions have been similarly uh, difficult because um, it, there has been value twice once uh, the uh, outcome was correct under, but then last time we predicted to be under and it was a five goal fest when the total was um, three. Right now it looks like the total is uh, 2.5 for this upcoming game. Um, how do you see it, Tommy? As these teams are very defensive, uh, Verona by their nature and uh, AC Milan maybe because they have to be, as they haven't been able to score in an earlier, earlier time of the season so well, will it be now under 2.5 or is it similar kind of uh, score fest that is what it was two years ago when they met at Sun Zero? Yeah, both teams are pretty good defensively and, uh, and they've had to be because they can't score a lot of goals. Um, Verona, it's normal that uh, they, their squad is not that good, but for Milan it's a massive problem, uh, is their goal scoring. Um, on average, there's only been 2.3 goals overall scored uh, in their games. So it's very unlikely that we'll see any change to that now. Um, in simulations, Milan scores 1.26 goals on average uh, and Verona only scores 0.71. So it's very, very low scoring game, uh, even in Serie A. Uh, it's about 70% probability that the game will finish under 2.5 goals. Well, hopefully the games go well and we see a solid performance in the Serie A, Milan versus Verona. But now we're going to talk Premier League, Liverpool versus Southampton. And Liverpool, they're first in the table with like a thousand points. No, but Liverpool versus Southampton. First question, Liverpool have still yet to lose a game this season. Is this game going to be more of the same with a win? Yeah, what can you say about that Liverpool team? Um they clicking in all fronts. Uh, the offense is great. The defense is brilliant. The midfield works. So um, let's just sit back and uh, enjoy the show. Uh, it's very hard to see them starting to lose now. They've won in Premier League or they haven't been beaten in Premier League for more than a year. Uh, so it's hard to see them losing against Southampton, especially at home. Um, they have a 16 point lead in Premier League. Uh, 15 games remaining so it's pretty certain but of course there is always some miraculous things happening but hard to see Liverpool drop the ball now. Uh, Southampton has been very positive surprise this season they were supposed to be fighting for relegation but instead they're in the mid table on the ninth spot at the moment quite comfortably um, there and eight points clear of relegation zone at the at the moment. Uh, recently, they've beaten Leicester and Tottenham, which are good teams. So there is a little chance for them to upsetting Liverpool, but very unlikely still. Uh, in AccuScore simulations, Liverpool is a massive favourite of 82. 
uh, percent to win the game, which is quite justified. Um, it leaves 13.5% for the draw and only 4.4% for Southampton. So I take the easy road and go with Liverpool still. When we take a look of uh, this matchup in previous seasons, um, Liverpool has been the dominating team here. Uh, they have won 3-0 uh, during the last two seasons and uh, Southampton hasn't been able to score a single goal in the last three matchups uh, at Anfield Road. AccuScore prediction accuracy has been um, good. We have predicted uh, correct twice out of five games and that brings uh, around uh, five bucks profit if you would bet uh, fifty dollars in these five games well guys with their fantastic three up top you have Mane, mo salah and firmino i don't know this might be a tough match and Klopp has that defensive system locked down they do a lot of gegen pressing and if you're able to watch these games it's the team just works as a whole which brings me to my next question offensively liverpool's offensive is electric with their terrific front three do they go over their team total? When we take a look of total um, line, it currently looks like game total is uh, 3.25 or even 3.5. Uh, do you see, Tommy, that Liverpool is the team that will score and Southampton is uh, maybe having a 0 or 1 goal in this game? So Liverpool total will be over 2.5 in this matchup. Yeah, although Liverpool's... Uh total is set quite high it's 2.5 uh, but it's probably justified anyway um, Southampton has been very bad defensively they've conceded 42 goals which is third most in the all of Premier League uh, so in all fairness they shouldn't be on the ninth spot with a goal difference of minus 11 uh, so that's one of their Achilles heels definitely there um, Liverpool, on the other hand, they haven't scored more than two goals in the past five Premier League games uh, because they don't have to, because they have such a good defense that they keep uh, clean sheets here and there and uh, two goals has been enough for them to win. Um, but at Anfield against lousy defense like Southampton's, I think they're going to go for the goals um, this time. And uh, in simulations, Liverpool scores 2.62 goals on average. So going the over would be my pick here. Well, for further analysis, you can head over to AccuScore.com or follow us on Twitter at AccuScore. We're going to be right back with a recap of Barcelona versus Valencia and Lazio versus Roma. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Welcome back to the free kick. We're going to have a little recap from last week. Roma versus Lazio. What were your thoughts on this match? Because it was pure insanity for me. 1-1. One, one. 
This this was exactly like the first game that they played. There was five posts that were hit in the previous mm-hmm. derby that they played um, a few months ago. This one was more of the same. This was real. I thought Roma was the better team throughout this one. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised by it, considering all the injuries that they've had. Um, but this is why derbies are so difficult to bet on, why they're so difficult to kind of gauge of what's happening. Immobile was non-existent the whole game, and this guy is on pace to shatter the record mm-hmm. for most goals in Serie A. And to me, this is kind of a spiraling effect, in my opinion, because he hit the crossbar against Napoli in Coppa Italia. He does nothing in this game in the derby when he's supposed to step up the most. They're in great position for that, but for me, I'm a little weary and a little cautious of betting on Lazio and specifically Immobile now because we know this guy is a very mental player that once things start to go bad, you can kind of physically see it in, in you know the way he carries himself throughout all these games. But this is a great draw from Roma. Mm-hmm. And, and for Lazio, I mean, look, you get a point in a derby, it's not the worst. And Roma was 100% the better team, too. I watched this, I watched this game. I mean, but if Paulo Lopez didn't have the blunder that he had, I mean, they could be out there awful. with three points. I mean, it was, Lopez, it, was, it was a joke. That was a terrible goalkeeper mistake. I know the goalkeeper coach had to be behind that keeper and just with his hands in his head. And just They were both really up. bad goalkeeping it decisions. It was True. really, it was, really bad. The the Roma goal, too, was uh, Strakosha coming out and just going blind. Well, Jack, you also do have to take into consideration that Jekko is about 6'4", oh, yeah. so he's extremely guy. tall. So by using his arms and going up for that header, he was able to create that space around him. And the goalkeeper, he came out a bit more hesitant, whereas with Lopez, I don't even know what the heck that was. I thought the, the ball was going out, and it just I, ended up curving back in. He, like, slapped it. Like punched it in the air. I don't know. It looked what like he was going to parry it out of bounds, but you and have then to, his parry you just have stayed to punch in, you know? it out. You have to slap it yeah, out. Like he just that. hit it over the bar. We've seen goalkeepers hit it over yeah. the bar all the time. I. It literally looked like he, he was, was serving someone up for a yeah. volley, yeah. and and Echerbi was right there to put it in. And that's embarrassing. Those are like two points that you drop right there that comes back to haunt you at the end of the season. Because right now you losing points to Atalanta, who absolutely smacked Torino, by the way, yeah. which we didn't even, we didn't see that coming. That's seven, all bad. seven. That's bad. Nine. That's my bad. That seven nothing is embarrassing. That's probably one of the worst losses you. So could have if had. you were Lazio, how would you have came out to play against Roma? I don't even think it's about Anything coming different. out the wrong way. I think that you just need your big players to come up yeah. in the spot that you want them to come up big for, and that's what Martino was mentioning, the Immobile thing. We see time and time again where it's just not, it doesn't happen. If you think about it, even the first game against Napoli, it took that stupid mistake from Ospina and then Di Lorenzo kind of misclearing it out. And then the, you mentioned the next game yeah. in the Coppa Italia competition, he hit the post a couple times, doesn't do well for your confidence, and then you go into a yeah. big derby game and but, you're, you're non-existent. Although I do think Roma was going to score right after the Jekyll goal because they had the momentum. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They had the I better thought chances, once, too. once a team gets that momentum, those five minutes after that that goal, that initial goal, that's it. And I thought that's when they were going to score. That was, their, that was their moment to shine. And then, obviously, they didn't take advantage of their, their opportunity. No, they didn't. And, and one of the things about Lazio, too, that I want to mention, this isn't... On Immobile. Immobile has won multiple points for them over the course of the right, season. Right, They're right. not in a Champions League spot if he's not getting 23 goals. Teammates need to pick each other up. Someone else for Lazio has to step up. Someone else has to Malikovic score. Malikovic, Savic, No, no, no. You, exactly. And Strakosha is a great goalkeeper. And when, when you make a drastic mm-hmm. mistake like that, I mean, look, I think this is a good result for Roma, too, because... In the whole reality of the situation, you're lucky to dodge the bullet with Diawara not getting injured for a whole year. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you lose Zaniolo like that, I mean, 
this guy is supposed to be their their you know icon for the next ten Young years Phenom, yeah. with, with this talent that he has. And teams can really go down a dark path and tunnel where you drop all these points. But to have the derby and play that well in that situation, I thought this was a good. And that game stadium, for that stadium was full of Lazio oh, yeah. fans. I mean, they're out of control over there. I have family over there, and and I know like we see stories about pitchforks and torches. <laughs> it's extremely well. I used to I used to live out in Rome, yeah. so I was I had the privilege of going to certain games because I worked for Roma, mm-hmm. and. The stadium is just something, it's it's an unbelievable experience, especially when it's a derby. Oh, yeah. Imagine Italians live for soccer, for oh, football. Yeah. I, I hate using soccer. Football. <laughs> so that pressure that they also put on the players, it's you also have to be oh, able to God. handle that pressure. And I think Lazio folded under that pressure because they've been doing pretty well and I don't know what happened this last match. I think you're. I think you hit it the nail on the head with that because honestly, like Lazio had more pressure going into Lazio this. Lazio had a lot more pressure because they're at the end of the day they're they're the underdogs. So I well they're well, not. For the, for this, they're yeah, not. I know what but you if you think of Roma versus yeah. Lazio worldwide, yeah, who, who yeah. knows? Who knows? It's it's usually Roma. Yeah, of course. But yeah, Lazio definitely cracked under pressure. They they did, and the good thing is that they still have a game in hand. Right. They're comfortably ahead. I think they're still like seven points ahead of them, yeah. or it might have been six now, considering the draw. Or actually, yeah, no, seven because nothing moved with the draw. Um, look, it, for for Roma again, this is a good point for them. And the derby, they're they're so hard to gauge, and that's kind of why I stay away from them sometimes. But I mean, look, this you don't see stuff like this happening. You you would think Roma with injuries. Lazio playing well is an easy Lazio win, but I low Jack had some good chances draw. too. He could have scored more than one, and Pellegrini hits the post too. Lorenzo Lorenzo Pellegrini, shot. Yeah. amazing shot from distance. It was great all game for me too. I thought, um, but this is a hundred percent a great point for Roma. I mean, mm-hmm. there's nothing you could probably want more in this game. Obviously the three points, but if you can't get there because of a goalie mistake, at least you came out with something for a team that could pass Inter with that game in hand too. Think about it. If they yeah. had if if Lazio had gone 3 points here and then win whatever game in hand they have, they're challenging for the Scudetto. They're still uh, in the race. They're only Juve 5 points lost out. Too. And Napoli beat Juve and that, that helps set so happy. Oh, I was excited. <laughs> I'm so happy. That was great. It was great. But that helps them too. So, we'll see. All right, well, let's move on. Valencia versus Barcelona. That was a match that just caught everyone by surprise. Because everyone was expect everyone expected Barcelona to take to take that match, but Valencia came out and two nil. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm actually not as surprised. I thought Barcelona could win, but we we said how tough it was going to yeah, be did. with Valencia last week. It is, and tough. Valencia did not get enough respect, and we said. This team isn't getting any respect all season. We've seen it again in the Champions League when they advanced in one of the tougher groups with Ajax and Chelsea. Um, look, this is more of an issue with Barcelona again. If Messi doesn't show up, look what happens. They're not able to produce, to score goals, especially with the Suarez injury. And they drop more points now, and Real Madrid's in first place. And we said Real Madrid was yeah, going to be winning this that. title all season now. And, and for Barcelona to go into this hole, and you have to get three points against a team like Valencia because this team's competing for a Champions League spot. And when you don't pick up points like that, again, it comes back to haunt you. And Real Madrid, even though they sneak by with a one nothing win, they're picking up the points when they need to. And I'm proud, honestly, that we picked this. We, we, we were on that game last week. I did pick a 1-1 draw. I think I thought Barca was going to get something on the road, they, they need to stay pace with Real Madrid, but I think Valencia didn't even have Parejo playing, I don't think, and he was he's their star player. So 
the fact that they won 2-0 tells you also the trouble that Barcelona is in because they again they had a lot of possession but we mentioned it last time the, the previous game I think they only won 1-0 as well yeah. they had like 82% possession but if you don't do anything with the possession it's all about it's all about it doesn't matter you got to cash in on the your chances the thing is with Valencia they played them very very well defensively they were able to maintain their shape if you actually looked if you actually watched the game from above you were able to see their movements and their communication you saw how much they actually merge onto like as a team whereas Barcelona, it's more of individuals. Individually, they're extremely skillful. They're top players. But as a team right now, I don't know. Kika Setien has a lot of work to do. And it's scary, too, because the Suarez injury is going to hurt them a lot. And we're in the last week now. They obviously just sold Perez to, uh, to Roma. And he wasn't you know, anything that they've been using anyway. Kind of gets called up, doesn't play much, but they need a striker because well, well, Griezmann is not Griezmann? a natural. Well, he's not a natural striker, but he's yes, he does. he does. He does. So 120 million. Yeah, the same does. thing with Dembele too. You drop 130 million on another guy like that. I mean, these guys can't stay healthy. They're not producing on the field. They're not playing together as a team, like you mentioned. Mm. Where's it? We we know Barcelona for tiki taka, possession based football, spreading the ball around, creating chances. They're not doing that. They're not even close to resembling the team that we knew and dominated this game. And at this point, they're a shadow of themselves. Yes, but the thing is, this also comes down to the sporting director and the manager. How do you place these players together? They're very good individually. I can sit here and say, you know what? Griezmann hasn't been doing a great job. What's going on with him? We dropped such and such for him. But at the end of the day, it's the manager's job to place players around him that will make him shine the same way that they do with Messi. Because at the end of the day, that's what they do with Messi. That's why he's extremely successful in, um, in La Liga, but he isn't very successful with his national team. So and it's like I mean also Argentina's the, the Val- Valverde. Argentina is not a different. So they have they have a top team. It's just they don't they, they don't, don't know how to play with Messi. They have Messi playing deep line playmaker, and the guy's a number ten. It's just, I mean that's a that's a different story. <laughs> I don't want to get into. We can how, argue about this all day. <laughs> yeah, so Argentina, I I don't even want to. They they wasted a, a great player like Messi. Well, I was just saying. I and wonder, all the great forwards. I wonder if we're being a little unfair to Setien because it's what his third. No no no. I, mean, I don't blame this. You know it's hard to take. And, and you know the whole Valverde thing and getting rid of him was something all of those fans wanted because it was just not it wasn't working but you know he's making at least a possession you know he's getting the numbers they've completing 900 a thousand passes whatever every game that under him but you gotta you gotta do something with there it and, and it comes of to the point where those big money guys have to I wonder step what up. their practices are like. What do they practice possession? <laughs> they do the little possession game the entire training That's session. The I, don't, I don't even know what they're doing. I, it's curious to see the vibe around there because, again, I know, I doubt he leaves, but Messi still hasn't renewed that contract. That just looms in the back of your mind sometimes. Well, you have Real Madrid, who was now pushed up to first place. They beat Valladolid 1-0. It was a great match. You really saw the true Real Madrid in that match because Sergio Ramos is back, yeah. Benzema is back. Their key players are have gotten off the injury list, so we'll see. All right, guys. Well, next up, Chelsea versus Leicester. Leicester versus Chelsea. NFL. 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, we're talking Leicester City versus Chelsea. They're both in the top four, both fighting for that Champions League spot. Guys, predictions. Well, this is a really close game. I feel like it's going to be hard for me to pick one or the other. (laughs) I feel like I I like a draw here, especially with Chelsea on the road. I think if they were home, maybe they had a better shot. I mean, Chelsea's coming off that game against Arsenal. They they should have won that game. Let's Let's be real. I mean, yeah, look, I, Conte, I understand. Conte channeled his inner yeah. Steven Gerrard that one. Frank, yeah. Frank Lampard has done an amazing job. No, he has. With yeah, Chelsea. He's, he's, giving, he's giving young players chances. Which Zero is, investments. I mean, that's what he has to do, right? I mean, And he's he's been doing pretty great with it so far. I, I, I love that point, too. They they haven't been able to purchase the, the talent that they've wanted. They, mm. they luckily got Pulisic before the, the whole thing happened, but he's also been injured, and... You know, the likes of Callum uh, Hudson-Odoi and Mason Mount, they've been pretty good this season. Yeah, Tammy Abraham as well. You know, sometimes they fall off, but that comes with the youth, right? The, yeah. These guys don't have that top flight experience. They're getting that now. Um, and this is a massive battle for the Champions League spot as well because Leicester City started off so hot. Past couple weeks, not so hot. They've had some bad losses. Southampton, Burnley, who Burnley's beating them, and Man U. So, I mean, there's something yeah, going on way. with Bur- Burnley. I don't know what they put in their drinks, whatever. But listen... <laughs> They're getting some things done, but Leicester has, has tailed off a little bit. I feel like this could be a trap as them, for them as well. They are home. That's a good thing for them. Brendan Rodgers, great manager as well. He's, you know, he's gotten results for this team, but Chelsea could come in here steal at least a point. You know, I, I like the draw in this match. It's, it's very difficult. So Le- Leicester City hasn't been this high up on the table in a very long time. I, th- I want to say four, four years, I want to say. Brendan Rodgers came in. He changed that. He changed it up for them. Um, Chelsea is not playing at home. They're going to be playing at Leicester City. That's difficult as it is. To not play at home, especially in a stadium like Leicester, it's going to be difficult for them. I Yeah, I, I kind of agree with him. I think it's a draw. It's kind of too tough to read at a certain point. They're both not playing so great as, as they were earlier in the season. Chelsea, I think I would just monitor what they're going to be doing yeah, this, this week. Because this is the final week of the transfer window. If they bring in a striker, I know Giroud's rumored to be on the move, so that's not a guy they could rely on, most likely. For them, I just I don't know where the goals are going to be coming from, and Leicester's a very good defensive team at this point. I think this would also be a low-scoring draw, if anything, maybe like a 1-1. I'd be kind of surprised if it opened up and, and got high-scoring. So I'd probably bet like under two and a half goals, something like that, if you even like the three and a half goals line. I think I would go under that because for me, this isn't. These are two strictly tactical teams. Have very good defensive players, um, especially Chelsea's midfield. But for me, I don't know. I, I think it's a draw. Leicester, Leicester won their last two games, so I see them winning this match. I mean, they very, they very well winning. can, especially at no, home. They, they, they very well can at home too, and. All you need is Vardy to show up and score a couple goals, right? And you know whether it's a penalty, open play, they they Doesn't get matter. the goals. They get they get goals. That's not the problem. Mm. It's just a matter of breaking down that Chelsea midfield. I think that was a point that you just mentioned. I kind of you know whenever you have a midfield with Conte in there, it's you have an upper hand, right? So 
It's going to be tough. I mean, even when you look at the spread at for, for, for Leicester at minus one at home, plus 400, that's tough, though. You have to, have to win by a couple. I would stay away from that, even though that's a lot of money that you can make off that. 2 nothing. Uh, but the draw we've, that we've been mentioning, plus, plus 260, you still can make plus money there. I like that a lot better. I, I feel like even the Chelsea defense, they are inconsistent, but it takes one good performance for them to show up and limit a team. So I like something like a 1-1 and maybe even the under. It's it's one of those games that I'm getting the vibe from. All right, so predictions. Final predictions for this match. I'll go 1-1, I think. Take it. All right, yeah, fine. 1-1 draw. That was one, what one. I was going to say. <laughs> 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 but yeah, 1-1. One, one. I, so, I guess both of you are sinking tough. today. That, that's what's going I'm on. I'm telling you, I'm the 1-1 one, one. One, one guy. Last week I said 1-1 one, one like three times. I think I'm just going to make a Geo 1-1. One, one. I don't know. It's just, I keep doing the same I, thing I, over I, and over. Yeah, again. no, for me, I, th- I think this is a, it's a, I could see a 1-1 one, one draw. Um, look, I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring matchup. 2-2 two, two only happened because of Conte's mistake. Mm. Conte's not going to make another mistake again like that. Um, I would be wary of, of Kepa um, in net for Chelsea because I don't trust that guy, yeah, he hasn't been in my opinion. I, I think a guy that got paid that much for a transfer was, what is he, almost 70, 80 million euros? 80 million. million pounds. Wow. That's a lot of money for a goalkeeper, and he makes far too many mistakes, in my opinion, to rely on somebody like that. Leicester's at home. I think this one will be close, so, yeah, 1-1 one, one draw. We're going to move on to Derby and Derby. Wow, that was amazing Spanglish, Chelsea. <laughs> We're going to move on to the Derby. Atletico Madrid versus Real Madrid. Real Madrid, who is sitting in first place right now. Atleti not doing so well. What are your predictions for this match? I think this is a Real Madrid win. I know I don't see this one actually being that close. Yeah, I think it's a given too. Atletico has really been the most disappointing team for me in Europe so far this season. I understand, like, you know, you could say Manchester City, but they had injuries. Atletico, for me, this is what happens when you move so many teams, So I mean, so many players within a team over a summer. Diego Simeone had a very difficult job. There's a lot of pressure on Jao Felix to step up. Anytime you get compared to Cristiano or, or Figo, one of these Portuguese le- legends, go for a very high transfer to Atletico like that, pressure's on. He hasn't exactly lived up to hype, but I don't think he's been a complete flop at the end of the day. For me, this is Real Madrid's title to lose. Atletico Madrid is currently tied with Hitafe for, well, with the same points. Yeah. Um, I think a team to definitely watch out for is Hitafe. No one really um, watches them the way that, at least I've been watching them. I'm like, this team has something. And be careful. They might get into Champions League. They might. They could with the way it's been going for Atletico. You mentioned it. You lose Godin, you lose Griezmann, right? There's a, a lot going on with this team. It's it's hard, I think, for Simeone to to make up for all those losses. I feel like, I mean, they brought in the big young star prospect and Joao Felix, like you mentioned, hasn't really played as well. Um, but I just like Real Madrid, obviously, in this game. They're minus one twenty on the money line on Fanduel, which isn't too bad. It's but, safe, but it's 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 safe, it's and, and it's safe. a derby, so it's again. I think it'll be a close game. Listen, Atletico, Atletico can't score goals. That's the problem. That but is they've the at problem. least defensively been able to, you know, even with some injuries, they've been able to at least limit their opponents in scoring. So their their thing is, let's keep this game close, hopefully counter and score. But I agree, though. I agree. Yeah, Real Madrid is what I'm picking here. They're also already three points ahead of Barcelona. 
You take that momentum. Finally, Barcelona dropped points, right? They in lost to the Valencia. In a derby, you go into the derby now. Hey, I can extend my lead or, you know, keep my lead. Now, Man City in a few weeks, too, for the Champions League. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's kind of where they're yes. going to be headed for. You win this game, you're feeling very comfortable oh, yeah. about yourself. You're playing against a Pep Guardiola. That's that's a problem. Right and they're, they're still not completely healthy. I'm not, I don't trust Manchester City to win that, and we've said that. For a while now, this was probably the worst draw that Manchester. Well, Simeone, Simeone has lost key players, like you yeah. mentioned, Gio. So he also has to worry about the chemistry off the field because I think it's very important to score goals. You need that chemistry. You need to be able to play one of your teammates without looking. That through pass, yeah. that click, being creative, and to be creative, you need that that connection, right? Yeah, and I think absolutely. that's what Simeone is is missing right now. He didn't really have enough time to. Build some type of team bonding for and his and it's, team, right? And it's not also like his thing with creativity with Diego Simeone. You think that these guys just grind out 90 minutes. They're very tough defensively. Yeah. Like when they had Diego Godin, I think, believe Lucas Hernandez too was a massive loss when they had him go to Bayern as well. It's very difficult. And you got to think he's been there for a long time. How much longer is he truly going to be there before another job opens up? It's really tough to see yeah. Diego Simeone not at Atletico, but... Look, I, I think there comes a point in time that where they're struggling this much, and they ha- they're not a guarantee to make the Champions League again. No, they're that's not. not in the table where they're at right now. I, I don't know. I just, you're kind of all right. You're Diego Simeone. Yeah. How would you come out against Real Madrid? What formation? I think you stick with what you've been going with. Yeah, I, I feel like their thing, they have to stick to being defensive, I think, right? So the, whatever the formation they've been using, I think you stick to that because at least you're keeping games close. And in this type of game with, with a derby, it's I feel like they're naturally close, right? Historically, yeah, we see them yes. be close. So and I, and if they're not going to score goals, you might as well just stay tight in the back. They have to cut spaces sh- uh, short. You know, you don't want whatever Real Madrid forwards back there because all the, even their midfielders right they don't need Ronaldo anymore we've seen they that don't. they move past that they, they've been at without <laughs> crazy they've been without <laughs> Benzema has been injured right without Hazard they're still getting the job done regardless all right you're Diego Simeone what do you tell your guys in the locker room go ahead take my oh, pen this is you, your mic <laughs> you, you go light, what do you what do you say you light them on fire you gotta light them on fire you have to give them some energy I mean that's what he's good at though right he's a, he's a, he's a fiery Martino's guy Martino's really holding he's holding it for me it's all for me take your own mic now drop it a little bit Martino what would you say what would you say fiery guy you gotta I, look I mean it doesn't matter what happened before or after these games it's just one derby and it can turn your season around if you right. go into the burnabout you pick up three points that's a lot of momentum, and, the and, I, and I, I know. And I always say momentum and form is key. Look, this could change a season, just like a loss in a derby can change a season too. Because we've seen a lot of times, even in the Milan derby, Milan loses all the time as of late. That spirals out of control, and it could just drop you out of the Champions League race. So for them, they need three points. It's not they a draw need, yes. is okay. You need to win this game. I would personally tell my team, this is our house. It's a derby. <laughs> you go out there with that mentality to win this game. Drop mic. There you <laughs> that's go. That's all. That's <laughs> not bad. That's, that's a great message. Hopefully they, hopefully they accept that message because they could use it. I think, what about the scoring in this? They have over two and a half goals as plus my I don't know if there's going to be a lot of goals in this. I don't think there's going to be a lot of goals. So, I don't think so. There definitely isn't going to be a lot of goals. Because you think this, under three? This game, yes. This game is definitely going to come out to mentality. Yeah. Um, it's going to come down to who is more aggressive. And if you take Real Madrid out of their game, as soon as you get in, that's it. 
It's yeah, all about winning that first ball. Get Sergio Ramos to do something stupid. To do something stupid. He's just get in his head. He's to doing that. He's done, get no, in his he's head. The guy that. is no, a hothead. Right. Just, just get in his head and that's it. That's all. That's all you got to do. And it's been shown that if you get under his skin a little bit, you're able to pick up a yellow there. And even if he gets a yellow, he's going to be more cautious this, playing defense. Yes, this is definitely where experience comes in with certain players. You have to know who to, to bother. You have to know who to really defend in a certain way. And Atletico Madrid has to be smart. They have to defend really well. They have to hold their ground and make sure that they don't get out of position because Real Madrid does have a lot of individuals that once they take that one-on-one, that's it. And you mentioned the pressure too, right, of getting a result because for Atletico, you mentioned too, Getafe, you don't know who's getting to the Champions League yet. Everything's very close. Even from the three to four, uh, three to five, six, they're all Everything somewhat close. Everything is extremely, extremely so close. So in that case, Real Madrid also has something to lose, too, because if they drop points and Barca gets right back into it, I know it's only three points now, Still. But, but going back to being tied for first, that can really hurt you more, you know, your morale, just whatever the team's thinking right now, hey, we're on top of the league. If you drop points and Barca gets back into it and ties you again, that's, that's big as well. So far, Real Madrid hasn't cracked under pressure. They've, they've drawn, I think, seven it's times. Well. They've only had one loss, though. Barca's the one that's lost, I think, three or four times. So Four, yeah. it, it, they haven't cracked yet, but you never know under a derby what happens. I still don't think that's the case they here. They have a coach like Zidane who already has somewhat of a, well, he has a history. And he's been in those <laughs> moments, Madrid, right? He's been in those moments. He knows how to take control of those games and speak to his team. No one is safe in La Liga, unlike the Premier League where Liverpool is definitely safe. No one is safe. So I'm, exci- I'm excited for this match. No, I'm excited too, and, and I really want a good game in this because I feel like a lot of the top close matchups, Atletico, Barca, Real Madrid, Barcelona, and this game too, they haven't been as great as they've been in recent yeah. years. I want a good game at least. At least give me that. Um, and I think that actually has the potential to happen because at least we know Atletico's defense can show up at the Bernabeu. Yeah, and it doesn't mean, just because they're good defensively, doesn't mean we won't see chances. It, I, it just means that yeah. those chances that we will see matter matter more. That's what drives the intensity, right? That's what we love about football. So I, I still see Real Madrid winning, but I can totally see a low-scoring game. That's what I like here, too. All right, so predictions. Exact score. I think I got a one nothing win for Real Madrid. Um, I think Luka Modric gets it, just because he's my favorite player on the team. And, uh, you know, I knew you were a Madridista. I knew it. I knew it. I, I felt absolutely it. Not. Look I at the jersey over there. Look at his face. <laughs> I'll go 2 nothing Real Madrid. 2 nothing. Still with the under, but I think they can shut them out, honestly. I go tie. This is the first time I actually gave my prediction. I go tie. If you guys want to win, go with me. <laughs> NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made.
Welcome back. We're going to talk sports and pop culture. Some football players were spotted this past weekend at the Milwaukee Bucks game versus the Charlotte Hornets. Guys, we saw Mbappe there. First row. With Neymar. With Neymar. It was in France. They, They love it. There is a huge connection with soccer, football, and basketball players. Um, We know Antoine Griezmann's another huge basketball fan. We see him. They used to go out to the Warriors games when they were in the final. These two Jordan brand teams, PSG has the Jordan brand. We see Neymar and Mbappe wearing all that stuff. Giannis is the biggest uh, European player. Mm -hmm. We know he grew up in Greece. He was an Arsenal fan of the game, so he respects it. I don't know if you guys saw him juggle the soccer ball, by the way. I've never seen nope. someone that tall, that long juggle. He actually did it. It wasn't that bad. It was like 10 consecutive juggles for when a guy who's like 6'11". I always say when people, humans, <laughs> are that big or that tall, it's really awkward to see them juggle a ball or even run. Yeah, or be coordinated. I, I really don't know how basketball players do it, to be quite honest. They're just so Well, even with your feet, long. you. I mean, you know, playing, it's so difficult to just, you know, juggle the ball. Even if you got someone that's like... Five nine to try and juggle us. Believe it, ball. yes. Believe it or not, if you're out for at least a month or two months, I will personally say once you touch a soccer ball again, it feels as if you're just off. I never knew how hard Balance. it was to actually juggle or dribble a soccer ball. It's actually pretty difficult. It's actually a skill. I will say. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad, for starting me young. <laughs> No, it is. It is one of the most difficult things in terms of ball control in any sport, too, because, I mean, you're using your feet. You don't use your feet for anything else except driving, walking, running, stuff that you would normally, yeah, yeah. like, not... Did you guys like, see, you know, did you guys see, um, there was a clip on Instagram where Mbappe was doing, he, what, what was he doing? He the did wall the, is what yeah, he's talking about? The wall, the wall. The wall dance? Yeah. I don't know. I did, for him, the easy, <laughs> his know. easy goal celebration is yeah, like, right. like this. Yeah. That's I the bet, only I bet I you do the whoa in front of the mirror. I do not. You do because you obviously knew the I name. I know it because the, I see it happen all the time. Because we yeah. have to end this show with the whoa. Like, I can't. Right. I don't even know Come what it is. Come on, guys. You could do it. No, I don't you could do that. I'm not doing it. There you go. Nice job. You said you want to end the show. Come on, Jerry. You can do it. I don't even know how to do it. I can't. I don't even know what to do. I don't even know. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at SportsGrid, and we'll see you guys next week.